0: not the creatures from above you used to read me stories as if my dreams were boring we all know conspiracies are dumb
1: hello and welcome to this week's episode of say what you mean i'm jeff whoa
2: <laughs> that is some energy I'm... <laughs> wow i'm not ready for this we uh, I we we both stayed up way too late. I'm Jake, by the way, um, in case you guys didn't know, the uh, we both stayed up really late last night playing Warzone. I needed to clear my head and yep. kind of disengage a little bit. So thank you for playing with me. We didn't get a dub, but nope. we got a dub the night the last time we played. Yeah, so. it, was it was fun. It was fun. Some mean, frustrating. I was smashing a little bit. You had one of the best nights, I think, and then I yeah. just I couldn't I couldn't keep up. You were having to rez my ass all the time because you switched guns, dude. Well it was my dude, my growl, it sucks now. I don't yeah. know if they nerfed it that's or what whatever. I was using. Were you? I need to get rid of I need to change the optic. Are you
1: using an optic? I'm not using an
2: optic dude. Yeah. So that's the thing. I went to the kilo which my, my kilo which I have set up it doesn't have uh optic and that's mm-hmm. when I started doing better. Mm. so
1: Yeah, so last night we played and then freaking Logan dude. He's just like whining all the time, all night long, just like I want this toy, I want this toy, I want this toy. I'm like, I'm gonna kill
2: that dog. Hey, finding the right toy as a dog is, and dude, it's a high-pressure situation.
1: I know, but then Lovely got us a little little bunny for Easter, and it's mm-hmm. been sitting on my dresser. And he's like,
0: oh, oh, oh.
1: I was like, dude, I can't give that to you. I'm sorry. It's mm. <laughs> miserable.
2: Yeah. Uh, Tucker has, Tucker's toy box is ridiculous. Like, it's just jam-packed with stuff. And he has to find the perfect toy. Mm. So, like, I get it. Yeah. It's, okay. There's a perfect toy for every situation. Yeah, 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 for like, sure. Like he hasn't played with his Rainbow Tucker hasn't played with his Rainbow Unicorn Llama for a while now. Uh-huh. And then he spent at least a couple minutes digging through his toy box looking for two it? nights ago and then that's the one he decided on, so that's the one he's been playing with.
1: Oh, ghost your faces. Uh Logan, dude, so funny. He um like we got all that beach wood in, and then we moved it into the backyard mm-hmm. now and it's kind of like lining the like the the yard Mm -hmm. and he'll just go up and just start gnawing on one of the (laughs) oh yeah the snakes and uh he just loves chewing on wood so if you look over to your left right there there's like Mm -hmm. that it's an it's an old basket of wood that used to sit by the fireplace and a random
2: boat anchor yeah yeah we Mm don't talk about that okay
1: (coughs) that's for the victims dude tie it to their feet (laughs) (coughs) um for the Mm non-listeners um And then, you know, I'm in here gaming or I'm in here doing homework and he's just over there gnawing on a log. (laughs) So he, uh, it's funny. Like he, I feel like he, his personality is so different from Dexter, but so similar to Dexter. Mm. Like the, the palms just have the same characteristics, but then he's very, very expressive of like, he'll tell you what's on his mind. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Yeah. Love that dog. Jen took some amazing pictures. Um, but that's not to discount our other little boy, Harrison. Mm-hmm. He he's getting old, man. Is he? You just see him. He's just sleepy all the time and like mm. just like chilling in the sun, sunbathing, and yeah. I wonder how numbered his days are, but
2: anyways. <laughs> how old is he? I don't know,
1: he's like nine. Oh. I mean, we don't know how old he is. Oh,
2: like, yeah, I guess he was a rescue. Yeah.
1: Um, dude. So today is the 6th of May. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was the anniversary, the three-year anniversary of our graduation.
2: It was, yeah. You reminded me of that, and I was like, oh, man, I'm old. Like,
1: doesn't feel like three years ago. But the beauty of that is that means that we're coming up on three years of doing
2: this. This is true, and what probably wouldn't not we start? Was One it ju- month in June, June seventh. Okay, is I'm it, glad the re- I'm release. glad you knew the exact day. I knew it was June, but yeah. I couldn't remember what the exact day. The release
1: was. of the first episode was June seventh. So mm. um,
2: I remember. I still remember recording the first episode.
1: How did recording TTR go? Uh,
2: so I had everything set up uh-huh, right. It uh-huh. was pr- I I I, f- I was so proud of myself for figuring out all where all the chords went. And I plugged everything into my computer, and my computer said it registered. I recorded everything, and because I, I could hear, I could hear it through my yeah. uh, my headphones. I thought I was good. It turns out I didn't like set up the microphone through my computer. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it just picked up the. Com- it picked up my microphone off of my computer, uh, so the sound quality is not great, <laughs> but the content is really good. Okay. I'm okay. really excited about the episode in general. Okay because i think it's a really important topic
1: i don't care about any of that i care about quality of sound
2: yeah so it's
1: directly reflective of me why because it's my gear
2: yeah but i (laughs) fucked it all up it would have been totally fine if i hadn't right i had no one i was doing
1: uh you'll have to let me know if you can you always gotta take a test run dude
2: Oh, well, I, I procrastinate everything. I recorded yeah, it yeah. Wednesday morning, and it was supposed to be turned in Tuesday.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a little bit of procrastination. Oh, yeah. But that's mm-hmm. that's how we roll. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. But, yeah, no, I, I'm excited to hear the content. You told me a little bit about it. You cut out a bunch, but you, <laughs> But I'm excited.
2: That's Oh, yeah. When I was telling you last night mm-hmm. on Xbox Live. Yeah. The game was super glitchy.
1: Sucks. Okay. Tell me about reffing.
2: So... Yeah, so I, um, I've um i played in this, like, in a Portland. Portland is called PDX Football or PDX Flag Football, Portland Football. Um, It's an fo- adult flag football league with officials and a league website, and they keep stats, and there's championships and trophies and shit like that. That's the
1: like same, that. com- like, group as Portland basketball, right? Correct, okay. yeah,
2: it's the same group and i've played in this league for 7 8 years now That's wild. like almost every sunday for 7 8 years That's like cool. it's a major like it's a major part of my life um and i sometimes i'll play like i play on two different teams i have my own team and then if my own, if my team's not playing or sometimes even if my team is playing i play with another team um, how do you
1: know that many people that play flag
2: football well initially when we started the team when we started the team back in like 2013 okay um we i just got everybody from work Mm. because at that time there was a bunch of people around my age that Mm. were pretty athletic Mm -hmm. um and so i just got like seven well one of them i had had a whole group of friends Mm -hmm. matt keenan my friend forrest uh my friend ethan we all worked there together gotcha and so we just started that but then we also picked up a couple other people that were there that were working and then um we just kept playing and we, and eventually as people came and laughed and we had more people, I pretty much just recruit from Fisherman's Marine. I'm like, when we get new people in, I'm like, Hey, you look athletic. You want to play flag football? Um, (laughs) That's hilarious. And then I'd met this other team, this group of older guys, Mm -hmm. their name was lollygaggers. And Mm -hmm. they were like older. They had some younger guys, but they had some older dudes. And we're like, Oh, we're going to kick the shit out of them. This is when my, our first season ever. And we got absolutely ran by them. And they were really nice. Like they kind of like, they actually like, kind of took us under our, under their wing a little bit yeah. explained some different things and then when that's cool the first season my team decided not to play um like to take a, a season off i i hit up like one of the guys from that league and i was like hey you guys need an extra player and he's like yeah welcome aboard and so that's i basically cool. played with them you reached um, out and asked that mm-hmm.
0: what uh, so like cool. so i
2: played with that team for you know five six years now wow. too, And i'm back that's like my team played last season and now i'm back with this other team oh so it's just uh it's honestly it's something to just keep doing well that's i've made cool. like i've made friends with all the like it's been a lot of the same refs for the same amount of time too yeah and so i i've made really good friends with the refs one of the refs has played on my team in the past mm-hmm. um uh, and so he was him and I were texting back and forth and he's like, hey, are you the, the head ref Jesse moved to Spokane, which which sucks. And Miller, one of the <laughs> longer term refs, he he just stopped doing it. Um, So he's like, Hey, are you interested in, in, in officiating and refing? We pay like 25, I was like 25 bucks a game. And I'm like, yeah, definitely like sign me up. So we had my first, I had my first refing experience last Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's weird being on that side because I've been on the side of the player for like, Oh yeah. the, The player side of it for like eight plus years. And I'm like, I can be kind of critical of officials. Oh uh, yeah. If just take what how how angry I get at NBA officials, yeah. and just like I'm not that bad when it comes because these are, guys are still my friends. But like even the day I'm going to be refing, I was playing, so I played, and then I went and refed. Yeah. I was yelling. I <laughs> yelled at my friend Marshall, who's the head ref of the league. Yeah. About him not calling holding on the on defense like yeah, on yeah, defense the yeah. defenders kept holding our receivers and i was like i, I was mean, like but you guys are outside you kind of have to yell yeah i was being dramatic oh,
1: okay i was oh, being dramatic,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> just as dramatic as i needed to be yeah okay i i <laughs> marshall uh marshall had his dad because they were short on refs marshall had his dad who like knows nothing about football come out and like ref and mm-hmm. he was refing our game and his dad oh, no. effed up and forgot to start the clock on the last play of the game, so it mm-hmm. gave them he gave them an extra down, and they ended up scoring on that extra down and winning the game on the last play of the game. And I was livid. I was just oh man, it wasn't good. I kicked a cooler on the <laughs> sidelines. Um, I threw my I, my the, oh, the I wish I could see the, this. Pat, the patented Jake hat throw. Um, one time I ripped a, a hat in half. I had like a, I was wearing this like, uh, like a Nike uh, kind of like knitted uh, athletic hat, mm-hmm. and I threw my, my second pick of the game, and I was having a bad game, and I just I like took off the hat, spiked it on the ground, picked it up, and then just like in a in a in a Hulk style move just it was all adrenaline and anger and I just ripped the hat the Any,
0: anyway
2: I'm making myself sound way worse than I actually am I'm actually a lot I'm actually fun because everybody in the league likes me I just can get a little I just can get a little dramatic, dramatic yeah um so anyway now that I am on I'm not I'm never going to yell at a ref again because now that I've that. had a I'm, I'll yell at NBA refs because they're paid did you get yelled at? and they have three people oh yeah um <laughs> so I <laughs> I started sorry for all of that backstory. No, that's perfect. Context, uh, dude, context. So, I was asked to to be a ref by Marshall and uh and Marshall I I have a, now I have a lot of respect for how good of a ref Marshall actually is mm-hmm. and what he's able to see because like you're all by yourself. He's it's like, one ref per just game. Just one ref. And I'm oh, trying to watch God. I'm trying to watch 10 players. Yeah. Right? And um I'm having to keep a Keep track of the time, keep track of the score, keep track of the down. I have to uh, keep – there's a seven-second play clock once the snap is snap goes, uh-huh. and blitzers can only have to be seven yards back at two seconds. So I have to go one, two, and if there's a blitzer, I have to make sure that he started at seven seconds. So I'm, I'm watching all this stuff. And then when the ball's in the air, I'm making sure that there's not pass interference. It's like all of a sudden, like, I'm – all of these things that i'm not used to having to watch the whole totality of the game yes. is now i have to pay attention be paying attention to all of this different stuff and people are asking me like what's it down how much time's left in the clock and i'm like looking at my stopwatch and i'm like i was, I was like oh shit trying to keep track of the score and then everybody <laughs> wants stats because you get um like MV like player of the week awards uh, uh. you get pl- um season season awards like mvp um so I'm trying to keep track of stats and I don't like these are teams I don't know so I'm like try, trying to get their names and it was it, it was stressful um are you going to do it again? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. Um it's I'm there anyway. I might as well make some extra get money. Paid to play and play to pay. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. So That's good. it was fun, but anyway, I got yelled at. So there was by the same guy multiple times. So he he was running a go route, and uh, his defender was his defender was all over him. And I'm, I'm not. There's some refs who will literally call any contact as it's mm-hmm. a non-contact league, and then there's one ref who will let a, literally let pretty much any contact go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to try to find a, a middle ground between that. Yeah. And there's a little bit of con. There's a, like a little bit of contact, but I didn't. Even, I didn't think that even in this league's like kind of stricter rules, it necess- yeah. necessitated me throwing a pass interference mm-hmm. flag and that dude just came on glued when i when I uh, when I didn't call it, and he's like, he was holding my arm. He's holding my arm. He wasn't holding his arm. Like mm-hmm. the defender had good position. Mm-hmm. The ball was a little underthrown, and that's the the receiver had to come back through mm-hmm. the the defender to try to get to the ball. And I'm like, dude, you guys were both fighting. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna throw that. And he's like, I mean he's like, he's like, you completely missed it. You're blind. And I'm like, I was like, dude, I'm sorry. Then I missed it. I'll look for it next time. He's like, well, don't be fucking looking for it. See it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever, man. And then later on, and he comes up to me and he apologizes. He's like, "Hey man, I'm sorry. I don't want don't want you to think I'm a buffoon out there." He's just like, "I'm." He's like, "I just get animated." I'm like, "Hey man, I know I've yelled at my fair share of refs." I go, "I I'm like, if you think there's something up, like, if I miss it, I miss it, man. I'm sorry." And uh, he's like, "All right, we're cool, we're cool. We fist bump." And then the next time, he's guarding this guy, and the receiver catches the ball right on the boundary, and he like steps. Um, he this guy is playing defense now, and the guy he's guarding goes to cut, like gets the ball on the sidelines, and then cuts up the field. And the guy's like, "He stepped out of bounds. He stepped out of bounds." And I'm like, "No, he didn't." He's like, "You're fucking blind." <laughs> and and I, and I and thank God when the guy cut up the field, he made he made a a, a like a cleat mark on like in the, on oh. the turf, and I pointed right. I showed the guy. and I pointed right to it. And I go, "That's his cleat mark where he cut up. He would didn't step out of bounds." And the guy's like, "Oh, okay." Oh. And then I got mad at him because he was taunting his defender. So he went up, he caught the ball and it was late. They were, this team was blown. One of the good things is that the game ended up being a blowout. So there wasn't really a lot of like high Critical pressure, calls. high pressure calls I yeah, had to make. Yeah. So this guy in a blowout and at the end of the game, the same guy catches the ball, takes the ball and then tosses it at his defender. And I'm like, dude, you can't do that. I go, if I see that again, I'm going to have to kick you out. And then he was like, he's like, he was talking shit to me first. And I go, I go. How many times do you see in the NFL the guy who reacts is the one that gets the gets the flag? I go. I didn't hear him say anything. All I saw is how what how you reacted.
0: Wow, and so, Jake I'm
2: <laughs> So anyway, flexing
1: on these guys. Anyway,
2: yeah. so it was just that was my experience roughing. Did you enjoy it? I I did. It was stressful. Sounds like you're good at it. But I think I'll be all right. I
1: think it's a good, not just for you hmm. specifically, but just for anyone. Um. A good practice at de-escalation and, like, people management and mm-hmm. getting shit on and then see how you handle it. Not yeah. you specifically, but in general. Yeah. Huh. I could never do it, dude. I could never do it, especially in, like, basketball league. Uh,
2: basketball will be a lot more tough because there's there's so much more happening and the game never the game never really two. stops.
1: They always have two refs yeah. in mm-hmm. basketball, which is nice. But um, are there, like, technicals?
2: No, no, no. Pussies. The the league is being really, really touchy right now, <laughs> because they had to stop a game uh-huh. la, uh, the week before because teams are about ready to fight. Mm. Um. So.
1: Oh yeah, I've had those. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: It's crazy to me. It's like it's a it's it's we're all out there paying to play, yeah. and people are getting that upset about it. But it is. I mean, you've I you've played in a you've played in yeah. these adult leagues before. Yeah. Try I, I know I know it's 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 toxic masculinity. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bunch of dudes like trying to relive their high school yes. glory days. But it's still competition and yeah. you want to win yeah. and tempers do flare. Yeah. So like I understand. Like I didn't take the dude yelling at me personally. I just thought it was just it was funny to me to be like, This is what I look like. I need to not do that. <laughs>
0: anymore.
1: Right. Well, what you're talking about is like there's there's a regulation on physicality mm-hmm. and in basketball there isn't i mean you can't tackle a guy but you could get knocked in the chops and the ref not see it, and it's it's you just play on mm-hmm. and uh, there was a game like that where we were just, the team was just playing dirty dude high elbows just people getting my buddy cody reed got stitches in his lip because he got hit in the face and i like had gone to the refs and i was like you you need to get this game under control dude i will report you if you don't do something and he was just like I think you might have been friends with the guys on the team. And I was I was friends with one of the guys on the other team. Mm -hmm. But the team was just playing dirty, dude. hitting us in the back and stuff like pushing through screens. So naturally, I got to start playing dirty. So there was uh, I started flopping on everything and getting the calls like to the point where I was like, hey. And the guy was like, who I, I mean, this guy were like pushing each other like battling and i was like i'm, I'm gonna get you for uh, i'm gonna get you for foul watch this and i hit him and then he pushed me back and i fell to the ground and the ref called it on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and he was like he have F- not told me he was gonna do it and the ref's like i saw you push him to the ground it's good nice. but at the end of that like i was like guys let's just forget it and one of the guys went to the other team and like tried to dap him, and they basically like told him like get the fuck away from us and then that pissed me off. And mm. we were, like, nose to nose, like, I was going to fight him. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And everyone had to separate us because it was, like – But it's just, like, dude, he – like, you guys were dicks the whole time. And my teammates still tried to come over and, like, be like, all right, let it go. Mm-hmm. And they were just dicks about it. And that pisses me off. But after that, I mean, that was kind of – I think that was, like, the last straw for me. I never played again. in Really? That league. Yeah. Because the refs let it get dirty. Mm -hmm. and they did not and when i reported them they they were just like huh it's like no you don't understand i was trying i even tried to get the refs to regulate it and they just let it get to a point where both sides you were just escalating Mm -hmm. and i think a few technicals or a few maybe a few technicals would have stamped that out Mm -hmm. i mean i get a technical and i'm like okay i need to calm down
2: (laughs) yeah i yeah it's uh it's definitely hard to know because uh, thankfully i didn't have to like throw any flags um thankfully that neither team blitz so i didn't really have to make a whole lot of right. calls so it was like it was really a good for Started. me it was a good start it was a good game to start um one of the one of the the ref uh one of the refs plays on one of the teams so um mm. so it was nice to have his uh him there just says backup in case things got out of, out of hand oh, okay. but I recognized a few of the guys like I played in this league forever and a lot of times yeah. these guys will move around from team to team and I knew a few of the dudes um kind of like I didn't know their names but like they knew me I knew them and mm-hmm. so I mean it's it's fun man like I just I love being I love being out there like I I'm always saying like oh this is gonna be my last season this is gonna be my last season no way but it I just it's It's too fun not to... It's too fun not to do. It's something to do on a Sunday evening and especially now when the weather's nice. I'm not going to be able to play this summer because of everything I've got going on, but Mm -hmm. uh, probably I'll ref a few times, but I don't think I'm going to play.
1: I hope COVID just clears out and they start doing... I don't know if they're doing basketball leagues now, but... They're not. Yeah. I just want to play. I want to play so bad, dude. It's just... I miss it. I miss it so much. And Lovely's like doing Taekwondo now and... She was talking about like just like last night when I got home, we had a conversation about how no matter how bad your day is, no matter how rough things can be, let's use use, try to view Taekwondo as a time to just like let all that stuff go for an hour and just Mm -hmm. focus on the physicality of Taekwondo and what you're doing, what your body's doing. And even just having this conversation with her just reminded me of like why I play basketball and how much I love basketball and an undergraduate program. In the middle of all the stress, I would still go to the gym and just play basketball for three hours. And just it would just kind of it would refresh me so much and just be like, okay, I'm good. Like, let's focus on school now or work or whatever it might be. And I think I'm missing that Mm -hmm. a lot. Speaking of. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. I was thinking about uh, I was going to tell you a story about covid. What were you going to say, though?
2: Oh, uh, does lovely have to wear masks? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. We have to play in masks. Oh, gosh.
1: See, I would hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen sent me some videos of lovely, like, working on some kicks. I got all, like, choked up watching the video. I was like, oh, dang it. I'm such a dad. <laughs> it was sweet. It's sweet seeing her, mm-hmm. like, get out there and, and do something and feel strong, you know? For sure. Um, so I go to the store the other day, and I'm at Fred Meyer, and I'm just shopping around, and I see this guy who I used to work with. Um, at the last trucking company. Mm. And I'm like, oh, hey, man, what's going on? And he's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And we start talking. He start, tells me he no longer works for that trucking company and blah, 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 And, like, <clears throat> we're, like, me and you distance away. Masks on everything. And um, he's talking to me. And, like, he, like, starts, like, he, like, puts his hand on my car. And he's talking to me, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. And he's, like, touching my stuff in my car. And he's, like, just, like, leaning on it. I, I, it was weird. And then he proceeds to tell me that he's supposed to be quarantined because his wife has... COVID
2: and he's just touching your shit and at the store Ugh. and I'm like uh what
1: and he's like yeah no, I got tested I, I was negative negative. and I was like okay and then like so like when I walked up to him he like went for the handshake and I was like eh, let's dap. and I dapped it and then he tells me that so then I'm like holding my fist awkwardly because I don't want to touch anything <laughs> mm-hmm Then as soon as the conversation's over, I run over to the cleaning aisle, get hand sanitizer, wipe my hand down, and, like, kind of wipe everything you touched down.
2: Dude, how inconsiderate and just oblivious is that?
1: People are the worst. They
2: are the worst. They're so dumb, man. We are dumb. We don't deserve this. Humans don't deserve this planet. No. We're probably going to be lucky to get 70% of the population vaccinated. Oh, yeah. I th- and I thought I thought there was I thought it would we would be I thought there was maybe like ten percent wouldn't get vaxed. Yeah, we're thirty percent's not. Yeah, dude, and they're from all over the place, mm. all over the map. It's not just like not just Trumpers. There's a lot of people who are like, well, I don't know if I trust it. Yeah, like, what?
1: <laughs> I don't get it, dude. What? I don't understand. And like, I'm surrounded by people who are like that, and I'm just like,
0: what do I
2: say?
1: Well, I tell them they're pos is essentially mm-hmm.
2: like i, I want to make sure i'm putting t- if i'm putting something in my body it's good like you eat like shit every yes. single day yeah. you're literally eating gas station food
1: yeah and you're worried about a vaccination mm-hmm.
2: you're basically putting like plastic food into your body yeah and you're worried about yeah the vaccination yeah
1: that's awesome that's a great point uh, anyway. I just had to tell you that story because I, I you were you talking about it and it just reminded me of it. And I was like, that's dude,
2: that's just oh, I can't I couldn't imagine. I would be so frustrated.
1: Yeah. If I were you. And then he's like, you should come by and say hi, because he doesn't live far from here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, you just like wiped your COVID all over my stuff and say that. But I'm just mm-hmm. like, you're an idiot.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. OK, so. We've talked about before um, about Reliant K and how sometimes their lyrics like do this, like playing on words and Mm -hmm. how much I love that. Yeah. Well, I started watching Arrested Development again.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: That writing is so genius. It's so effing genius. I'm only on season one. I can't I cannot emphasize how genius it is. Like just one one example I wrote is uh, Buster's dating Lucille, too. And so Lucille one hooks Carl Weathers up with Lucille two Mm -hmm. and they're like, they're going to have a dinner, but they scheduled the dinner the same night that Buster has a class. So Buster doesn't go to his class and then he knocks on the door of Lucille two's house and Carl Weathers answers the door and he's like, Oh, Hey Buster. And he's like, Carl Weathers. And he's like, I thought you had class and then Buster goes I thought you had class and then starts going off about not being classy mm, classy yeah but that play on words oh my god it's so it's something so subtle but i'm dying of laughter dude mm-hmm. and then Lucille t- comes up to the door and Lucille too and she's like oh i thought you had class he's like i thought you had class <laughs> like he just goes off
0: <laughs>
1: on <laughs> oh it's so good dude i'm i told i'm watching it again because i told Alex to watch it I think she would really enjoy it. I think she would get the humor and like pick up on those things. Um, it's just one of the greatest shows ever, seasons one through three. Mm. And I've been thinking, I was thinking about four. Four was okay. There's some great moments from four from Netflix, but overall, it's not great. And I haven't even watched five. Oh, really? On Netflix, yeah. Did you ever get to season three? <sighs> one and two, though, you watch, right? Yeah, yeah. So good. I just had to give Arrested Development some love. It's it's amazing.
2: I know that's like your favorite show.
1: It might be my favorite show of all time. I think it's Arrested Development and it's always Sunny. Like those two are just.
2: Neither show uh, I really got into.
1: I've watched every episode of a Sunny, and there were some rough patches of Sunny.
2: It's been going for a long time. Yeah,
1: it's like twelve, thirteen, fourteen seasons. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I have a bunch of them. I don't. Is that correct? Am I just talking on my ass?
0: It feels like it's been on forever. Right. Um, how
1: many seasons of It's Always Sunny? Um, Danny is such a genius. Fourteen.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, good for them. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's impressive to be able to keep it going for that long. And they need to keep it going because it's so good. There's so... We're dying, like, dying for good shows. Oh, there's yeah. There's just nothing. Of, there's just nothing available anymore.
1: Dude, Phase 4 for Marvel was announced. Mm. It's gonna be awesome. Really? They showed like a trailer that recaps all the first phases up until Iron Man snapping. Mm-hmm. And then then it shows like trailers for the new shows, so or uh, new shows and movies, more specifically movies. So like The New Widow, what is it, Shang Zhu or something is a new new movie mm-hmm. coming out. Um there's like they showed the logo for Spider Man, logo for Love and Thunder which is the Thor movie, Mm -hmm. um, doctor strange. But then at the end of phase four and they're showing all the dates that these are going to come out at the end of phase four, they showed the fantastic four logo. Oh really? Yeah. So finally, I'm just hoping that like they get it right. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first two are fun. Silver Surfer and the first fantastic four, they're corny. They're not great, but they're fun to watch. Um,
2: that's Jessica Alba, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Captain
1: America is Human Torch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're fun, but it's not great. And I think that, and then that other one that they made with Michael B. Jordan was so garbage. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Really? Have you seen it? No. Oh, dude, it's one of the worst films ever. Really? There's like no point to it. Why does it even exist? It's just like, wait, what? it's so bad. So I'm really just hopeful that this Marvel universe and this Marvel like generation of films I think just I hope does it right. I think they will, but oh, I think a lot depends on who they cast. But we'll see. They're going they got to be running
2: out of people to cast. I feel I like mean, I feel like yeah. they've brought in like everyone everybody at this yeah.
1: point. Yeah, and how young do you go with that cast mm-hmm. and I don't know. I think it, I think it's, um, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Um, what else did I have for you today? Do you remember? I remember. Tell me about, tell me about how wrong
2: you are.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, okay. So those of you who know, we, we've, uh, I'm sure we've, we have, uh, cataloged our differences in terms of, uh, UFO opinions. Um, And yeah, I mean, so I didn't think it was possible. I. Dude, don't. I mean, Kevin Garnett literally says, anything is possible. What? Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. You never heard that? No.
1: Holy crap, CJ. I don't know what I'm going to do with this guy.
2: Kevin Garnett? (laughs) go ahead okay uh I, I, I I'm not getting the reference but yeah that's terrible <laughs> I didn't think it was possible and uh so but you know you know sometimes you're just wrong in life I suppose and uh I didn't think there was I didn't think we could ever see I didn't think i I mean I didn't think there was UFOs I didn't think we'd ever been contacted by a uh, by extraterrestrials but Kylie and I were um time out what? Wow,
0: you never seen that? That's almost as
2: bad as Dame yelling "Rip
0: mm-hmm.
2: Oh, and they won the championship. Yeah. No, so I watched that finals. I don't remember seeing that part.
1: Anything is on our... so, so you and Kylie. So we're walking. Let's hear this. We're at the dog park up mm-hmm. on the Ross
2: Complex, uh-huh. and we're it was it was like after dark. We're there by ourselves. you and fall falling asleep. At the very top. Uh huh. And I'm like looking up because I don't know if you've been at the Ross Complex. Like it, it's basically on a hillside. I have no idea what the hell you're talking. It's about. a, it's a dog. It's a public dog park. Okay. And it's big, and it goes all the way down this big hill slope. At okay. The top of like, um, where's uh, it at? Hazel Maybe. Just Going up the slope towards Hazel okay. from Main Street, and then up on like the, the the Bonneville Power Station is up there. Yeah. There's a, uh, big dog park. Okay. And it goes up this huge slope, and then it flattens out at the top and so we got all the way to the top and we're in i look up and it's a super clear night and i see i'm like what the hell is that i've never like it didn't make any sense the angular the angular distance based on how long this thing was and mm-hmm. how high it was in the sky relative to like clouds and other things mm-hmm. made it i mean it had to have been just miles long
1: oh okay
2: it just and it was all of these like it was skinny and it had all of these lights and it and then it would like some of the lights in the middle would like move almost like a serpentine kind mm-hmm. of motion okay i couldn't explain it like I, here i'll show you a picture you took a picture yeah <gasps> i'll show you a picture oh yes yes give it to me feed me I got to find it. I got to find it. Kylie sent it to me.
1: She took it or you took it? Uh, she took it. Okay. Yes. Science fact. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. And it was moving like a serpent almost? like
2: Not like really like d- dramatic, but yeah. every once in a while it would look like it was like everything was hooked together by like... Um.
1: Did you Google it?
2: Well, so I was like, what the hell? Somebody else had to have seen it. It was huge. And then it like disappeared. And then it like disappeared. Okay. Before it hit the horizon. Was it falling? No, it was just moving across the sky. Okay. Like a plane would. Okay. And uh, so I'm like, this makes no sense. I'm like, I really just... and I was pissed. My first, here's the thing is, my first reaction was, mm. you got to be effing kidding me. Okay. I died on a hill of we can never see UFOs, and I'm standing there looking up the sky, and I'm seeing something I can't explain. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Jeff is never gonna let me <laughs> live this down. Like, oh. So then I yes. So and uh, so yeah, and then later that night. I, somebody else posted a video, of uh-huh. it. a video, yeah. Okay, so it was on Facebook. Kylie found it on Facebook. So then, I googled it and I realized it wasn't a UFO. It was uh, fucking. Uh, elon musk technically he's an alien dude so (laughs) and then elon musk but in my mind i was like there's got to be a rational explanation like when i looked at it i was like you gotta be kidding me but there's got to be a rational explanation for it
1: either way this explanation is insane
2: yeah so what it was is that elon musk uh elon musk had launched a shit ton of satellites uh, into the into the or- Earth orbit yeah. for uh, May the Fourth be with you, Star Wars Day. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a bunch of like cable satellites, mm-hmm. and they're all like link. It was a uh, Space Link. Um, it was called Space Link from SpaceX. Yeah, and they're all like connected in some way, and he launched all these into our, into into our fucking orbit. So
1: that's pretty cool
2: to see. Yeah, like I, I wish I, I could have seen. I it. couldn't believe I saw it. It was really cool, but it, I was like what the hell until i figured it out i i legitimately thought like i saw something i can't explain i don't know what it was but i'm like there's got to be some sort of rational explanation for it what that is i don't know thankfully i ended up finding out that it was elon musk but yeah i'm watching
1: a video of it right now Mm -hmm. if i saw that in person i would be shitting
2: my pants dude i couldn't believe it i didn't had no idea what i was looking
1: oh dude i wish i was there just for the sheer panic of like I just fucking went off on Jeff about how this is impossible, and I'm looking at aliens right now. (laughs) Whoa, dude. Mm -hmm. That is wild. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. So, hmm...
2: So if you want to want to know what we're talking about, uh, look up Space Link from SpaceX. Yes, that uh, is wild, dude. It, when that was in when w- I saw that, I was like, "That's nuts."
1: Yeah, that looks crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So unnatural. Yeah, it just in the sky. Wow, dang it! I mean, they're still real, but mm-hmm. to you, yeah, that was an unidentified flying object.
2: <laughs> For a split second, I I thought holy crap of course oh. this is happening to me yes dude next you're gonna get abducted on your hike mm-hmm. that's what you get <laughs> i hope they're gentle there will be there will be, be a rational explanation
1: for your
0: abduction <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um wow dude i i never that's amazing i don't e- i don't i think that's so cool that's so cool i guess he did it a few years ago too oh really yeah, it shows, like, this post was from May 24, 2019. Mm. So, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, can't get fooled again. Um, wow, I didn't know that. I wish I wish, I would have seen it, because I would have shit my pants. Mm-hmm. But then I would have, you know, there was there was something about SpaceX launching something that had, like, the particles were falling back into the atmosphere, and my brother had saw it, and he filmed it, and he's like, what the hell is this? And there's so, there's something different. From this compared to like you can tell When something's falling into the atmosphere Mm -hmm. You almost can explain that If you see it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. oh that must be Something from a satellite falling or Whatever the hell it might be your brain Rationalizes that this There's no way Mm -hmm. you Have to have an explanation from The internet to know what this is That is wild Just
0: Mm -hmm.
2: That's crazy and it was moving quick
1: yeah I'm. There's a video on YouTube I'm going to post it on Our Instagram but wow that would trip me out so bad. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Dang. This was uh, yesterday? Or no? Uh, two days two ago. Two days ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rad. Um, how do you feel about May the 4th be with you? Revenge of the 6th. It's corny. Revenge of the 5th.
2: I heard Revenge of the 6th.
1: What's the 5th then?
2: Nothing. It's got to be Cinco de Mayo.
1: Oh, it is Cinco de Drinco. Um. Yeah, it is corny. My boss is like, he loves Star Wars. He's like, my uh, one of my bosses, he's like, dude, may the fourth be with you. And I was like, fuck Star Wars. <laughs> he's like, you don't mean that.
2: And I don't mean that. But Star Wars has lost a lot of its appeal to me yes. since, since Disney took it over.
1: The first three are great. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at, no, first six are great. I like the uh, prequels. Be I like them. I like them because of the politics in the in the that's why.
2: Y- you can get over Anakin and the corny Yes, the corny CGI. Yeah. It's fine. But
1: it's because I'm a nerd and I like the politics aspect mm-hmm. of it. If I didn't, I would be like these movies suck.
2: But there was no point to the other ones.
1: The new ones? The new ones stupid. It Again, like our conversation, like the whole the whole world goes unaffected by those I mean, they did destroy worlds and billions of people died, but other than that yeah.
2: But even I don't know. They're they just lace so much of modern politics mm-hmm. into the new ones mm-hmm. that I just it, it it breaks it breaks that notion of a galaxy far, far away for me. Gotcha. And yeah. I I don't know, maybe I'm all fine with like tackling with, with tackling certain things like xenophobia and mm-hmm. tackling so, social issues through media, but it's so, some of it's so on the nose, especially with the, um, with Solo, with like the, um, the droids, um, like the one droid wanting to ha- create, like talking about, uh, slavery and oppression of droids and wanting to free all the droids. Uh-huh. Have you, you've seen Solo, right? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't remember that though. Oh and then the um and then in the most uh, uh whatever the, the the rise of Skywalker right that band of ex stormtroopers that then became like nomads that then helped that were riding those whatever they were and then, then attacks the oh yes the death star like yes. and then nobody of consequence actually dies they they of all course. just end up just basically like missing by hairs like oh Chewbacca died but actually Chewbacca didn't die it's just dude all of that it was just so flat man Yeah. everything was flat it made it had no consequence um
1: i like what you're talking about as far as current events influencing the star wars films because you have like the prequels that get shit on and people hate on them but there's a real understanding of or at least a warning threaded of democracy and republic and mm-hmm. rebellions in the prequels that George Lucas understood yeah. when he wrote those films. It's not like, here's the specific things that we're dealing with in the 2000s, and I'm going to write those into my films. Yeah. It's like, here is a That's general, a, really, really good point. a general warning about democracy mm-hmm. and the threats to democracy. And we see... The threat to democracy yeah. play out in those prequels.
2: It's a structural. It's a structural level. Something that transcends time and yes. space. Yes. Yes. Whereas, you're right. That's perfectly put, Jeff. Yeah. Perfectly put. Because it does seem like they're trying to use to tie in specific instances that we're dealing with into the the writing of the current ones. Yes. And it just it feels so on the nose. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So where if they would have used these like structural or or generalized concepts of authoritarianism Mm -hmm. or whatever it Mm -hmm. might be that would transcend time and not be so much of like pointing a finger at us yeah but but a subtle warning that I've talked about this before what I love about sci-fi is the the warnings that it gives us Mm -hmm. and Star Wars is not an exception they have those warnings of a Republican democracy and and what are the threats are Mm -hmm. there Um, I think if you do that with these new films it, it separates the audience from the film enough to be like, oh, I can watch this as entertainment. But also for those who are like wanting to think critically or analytically about it, go, whoa, this is actually a story about authoritarianism and the dangers of that and how it's developed. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Yeah. It makes it more fun to dig deeper on the mm-hmm. little clues like that.
2: Yeah. The different like good storytelling can hold a mirror up and let you f- let you figure it out mm-hmm. instead of, like you said, pointing the finger directly at you. Yes. So. Yes. So fuck Star Wars. <laughs> well, F Disney. They yeah. ruined Star Wars. Yeah, I mean they're doing love, great with Marvel, but well, and Disney is doing a good job with some of the stories, like Mandalorian, like mm, the, mm-hmm. the extended, like the extended one, like the extended stories, like the the miniseries. Yeah, those are those have been good. Yeah, and then Rogue One, because I think Rogue One was able to kind of insulate itself from the over from yes. more of it was good. Like I love Rogue One. Yes, apart from the the tri- like the original trilogy, Rogue One's my favorite. Star Wars. Oh, comics. easily.
1: But I think that's because it's operating in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And it's a, rebe- a story of rebellion against the the powers that are trying to overthrow democracy. Yeah. So you're like, again, it's a very it's not 2020 issues or 2018 issues or whatever it came out. Mm-hmm. It's a, a broad kind of picture of what could happen or mm-hmm. what could be in a galaxy far, far away.
2: Yeah. And they did a good job with uh the limited role that Vader had in that. You mm-hmm. getting to see Vader as not quite I don't know, getting to see Vader as a real like emotional, yeah. kind of yeah, unstable yeah, yeah, yeah. person. Yes. Which yes. was really cool. Yeah.
1: He and he he, you know. In the other, in the prequels, he's kind of he pops in. He's a leader. He's running the show, right? But this almost kind of shows like, no, he act, he's traveling, meeting with people, and telling them to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I thought it was interesting. He's the voice for the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Nerds, <laughs> very big nerds. Sorry about that. Um, but. Yeah, we hate Star Wars because it's it isn't political enough. <laughs> Um, Uh, anyway so speaking of politics dude caitlin for california
2: yeah caitlin jenner is running um she's running for governor of Mm -hmm. the cal of the california the republic
1: the one and only um she was on hannity
2: which is odd why i just find out it's an odd person to go on with i don't know her personal politics is she republican Mm -hmm. oh okay
0: yeah
1: um so there's a quote from this whole exchange that I think just really, if you, I don't understand how middle class, lower class, whoever, hardworking Californians look at Caitlyn Jenner and say this is the representative of the people. This is the quote: "My friends are leaving California. My hanger, the guy right across." He was packing up his hangar. And I said, where are you going? And he says, I'm moving to Sedona, Arizona. I can't take it anymore. I can't walk down the streets and see the homeless. So not only are you talking about how you both have private planes and you're looking across the hangar and you're like, hey, where are you going, dude? Oh, I can't stand the homeless people here.
2: (laughs) She won't win.
1: I can't imagine she wins. She's running as a Republican. She's not going to win. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she's said that, but those are, Mm -hmm. I mean, she's always kind of been conservative.
2: Yeah. Well, I know she's against uh, trans people competing in.
1: She recently had said something about that. Yeah.
2: Competing in sports of the gender that they identify as. as. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, I saw something about that, but this this just really was like really like how can you support that as like unless you're a wealthy Californian who can afford private jets and you hate homeless people? Like other than that, how do you there's no empathy, there's no understanding, there's no recognition of your constituents. It's weird.
2: Very weird. It's very, elitist, very weird. dude. Mm-hmm.
1: And you're just going to you're going to put that someone like that in office. I, I I hope you are right, and that they can't win. But Donald Trump was president of the United States.
2: True, <laughs> true, but he managed to somehow appeal to a broad base a, a broad base. And if I don't know if Caitlin will be able to stoke the flames of a culture war, yeah, like Trump could. Yeah. And it's gonna be really hard for Caitlin to take up that mantle of Trumpism. And even if even if she could, there's not enough voters in California. Yeah, I mean it's a twenty. It's like most of the time Democrats are winning that state by twenty plus points. Mm -hmm. It's just not gonna. I just. I hope so. I don't see it happening. So stupid. What kind of platform would she run on? I I just homeless people in
1: private jets. Getting
2: getting rid of homeless people. Yeah. I mean
1: in the in her like campaign video I watched it it's like showing like all these like homeless people in camp homeless camps and stuff on the side of the so road So she
2: wanted to fix that? I don't know. Or it's just like oh lib- because the liberal because yes. the liberals Here's are in the charge he, the, now there's homeless so what we need to do is cater more to the rich people so they don't leave and we have to hide the homeless like what Essentially, what, what that's is what her it came off as? We got to get rid of the homeless?
1: I mean no but what you're saying is like blaming it or or pointing shifting blame and Mm -hmm. yeah deflecting
2: well i mean most of those homeless people come from all over the rest of the country
1: yeah why are they homeless empathy ask yeah don't tell Mm -hmm. stupid
2: i'm really encouraged by the the strides that our own mayor is making um Mm, why in uh homelessness so okay. she met uh, the mayor came over met with my mom okay because we know the mayor from a, a long time i was oh, she was my me, no of the just, castle <laughs> i know the mayor she was the <laughs> king of the castle uh she was uh she was um, she was my scout one of my my scout leaders when i was in boy yeah. scouts and yeah. we went to the same church um growing up and uh i love
1: that i know all this and i'm still just giving you shit. so she <laughs> wanted,
2: so she wanted to get because my mom is on the board of uh because my family's Catholic. My mom is a very, you know, devout practicing uh-huh. Catholic and the rest of us aren't. We're a bunch of heathens, but my mm-hmm. mom still goes Monsters. to church and everything. And by herself. Yeah. No, she goes with my, she goes with her dad, oh. my grandpa. Um, Those are terrible. Uh, terrible. Uh, so she, she's on the board of our lady of Lords. Mm-hmm. And there's this old, nun, um, old nuns convent that there, there has been talk about uh, making it into a woman's shelter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Mayor McInerney Ogle uh, wanted to meet with my mom to see what kind of strings need to be pulled to get that ball rolling before the priest turnover because the, the, uh, in the uh, Seattle Archdiocese, which is like the regional the regional, dio- the regional um, Catholic Church, like because mm-hmm. Catholic Church is very structured, right. So the regional diocese, the Seattle diocese, they move uh, priests about every four to eight years. Mm-hmm. And so before our current priest leaves at the end of the year, um they want to get that ball rolling on that so that's why she came in but like hearing the different things that she's doing um like she's uh, started like a work program of picking up trash on the side of the roadways mm-hmm. um and has uh employed um, some of the homeless wow. creating like a temporary house like a temporary like stay uh in parking lots for people who have like uh who have vehicles mm-hmm. and they can come like park there and like mm-hmm. that's their spot and it's um like it has you know, uh, public restrooms and washing, um, mm-hmm. washing areas. Stations, yeah. And, uh, and it's basically like, and she took one of the guys who's like an older gentleman and basically made him like the sheriff of it. Like, Hey, pick, Hey, pick up your shit. Like, or we're going to get evicted. We're going to get kicked mm-hmm. out. Make sure you're making sure you're picking up your stuff and and, and and allowing like the, like the, the homeless to regulate the homeless you're and right. giving them empowering them, yes. and giving them a place, at least like when they go to leave for their job, they have a place to come back to and they know their place, their their stuff is safe. Yes, And it's just like, that's what they're at. Like, those are the things that we can do to help, right? Yes. Like it's, they're not asking for a mansion. Yes. They're asking for just the, uh, place they can go and sleep and not have to worry about getting robbed. Yes. Or women having to sleep on the streets and worry about getting raped. Right. And those are the, those are the marginal differences that we can make, but yet we're told that we don't have the money to afford that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm so happy to see like, our own mayor Mm -hmm. like trying to break through all of that red tape and just going out to try to help people that's awesome all politics is local and Mm -hmm. it's it start and you see somebody at the local level doing that kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. i passed her and her husband terry i passed um when kylie and i were walking on the uh the bridge by the fort going to the water down to the waterfront Mm -hmm. passed them and they were they had like buckets of paint and were cleaning like graffiti like just on her off time they were going out and cleaning off graffiti on the, uh, wow. on, the on the on the public that's walkways that's inspiring it is inspiring wow so i mean i know she's taken a lot of flack from covid all of our executives have everyone yeah but it's like that's a thankless like, that yes. was a thankless position. Yes. And, like, look at all the other stuff that she's done. Like, yeah. this is a this is a true civil servant. We're lucky as hell to have her. But she's
1: also not doing that for the recognition. No. She's doing it because she gives a shit about the community. Yeah. And she's out there and she's painting over graffiti on her off time. There's no cameras around. No. There's no one putting it on Instagram. There's no one tweeting about it.
2: Well, and the Colombian, has, I don't think it's posted anything about this this homeless like structure oh. she set up. Normally, politicians would want a picture of her shaking hands with somebody. at yes, yes. the, the grand opening of yes. it. And yes. And it's quiet. And it's, I don't know. It's That's just how I like it. Some, getting stuff done. That's
1: how I like my politicians. Quiet and sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the backdoor deals. I'm not saying she is, but like. Like the contras, shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> overthrowing some yes. governments in South America. Yeah, smiling, kissing babies, overthrowing governments. Um, gotta keep the commies no, out. No, but there is something. I'm 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 genuine when I say it's so refreshing and so nice to have. And you you were saying this the other night mm-hmm. on gaming, just uh, and I'm talking about the executive, the president, just doing his job, not for the glory, but just trying to do his job. Mm-hmm. And that's it, not because I mean there, I, I feel like you have to be a little bit of a narcissist to be in that position, but so there's a little self-serving there, but, well, but you, have to, you have to believe in yourself. Yeah, yeah yeah right but other than that, it's it's you give a shit. Mm-hmm. and with the mayor, you see that she cares. yeah she genuinely cares. and it's, she's not tweeting about it, thank me. she's not creating a culture war. she's not um, I don't know, it's just doing the job to do the job. Mm-hmm. I just I appreciate that so much. It's inspiring, Jake. I feel like I want to go paint something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm serious though. Like uh I, I wasn't gonna say anything last week, but I'll say something this week. Like I I am going to a da- day shift, mm-hmm. and having evenings off, I think will allow for me to find more opportunities to do more mm-hmm. in the community. Also with my kiddo and family, which is great, and that's the primary reason. But yeah. I don't know. I just feel like with COVID and everything, it's just really limited the capacity in which we can do for our community. And patting you on the shoulder, your continuous dedication to TTR is giving back to that community. Well, thank you. We don't know who listens. We don't know how many people listen live on the radio, but you're not doing it for that. You're doing it for the sole purpose of educating your community. I try. And there's there's value in that. Um, so I just I, I we've talked about this before. Like, you know, there's so much people could be doing to help other people in this time of covid. And like you don't have to be face to face to help other people. And that still goes. As in by example of what you're doing, but then now that things are opening up, I, I'm hoping that there's more opportunities for that face to face, because that's how I love to engage. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Good for her. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'm. Wow. I'm glad you. I'm glad you shared that.
2: Yeah, and she, that's, um like her background. She's she's she taught before. Oh, um and then retired and then went into politics. Teachers
1: are the best. Yeah. Um, tell me about
2: Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So I find this fascinating from a political science standpoint. Okay. So Facebook a few years ago was getting a ton of flack for their seemingly arbitrary decisions Mm -hmm. about um, who they're going to ban um, suspensions, Mm -hmm. like regulation of speech on their platform. So in an attempt to try to um, quell that criticism, because they have all these stated values, these, they have their, their terms of agreement. And a lot of people were saying, well, Hey, like you're selectively applying these values in terms of agreements and Mm turn and, we hear this all the time, right? They're, they're targeting conservatives, right? Um, so a few years ago, before this whole thing with Trump even happened, uh, Facebook to quell this criticism came up with a quasi like independent, um, oversight committee. Okay. And what they did is because, you know, Facebook is a global corporation, global social media platform. They took, they have 18 journalists. And I guess they're looking to expand from all over the world mm-hmm. from all different nationalities, and their job is to when somebody if there's a a petition to Facebook to overturn one of its decisions, it goes to this independent. It's not completely independent, okay, but independent board of journalists who review
1: journalists. Yeah, okay. They
2: they specifically picked journalists. Interesting. Just interesting, right? Uh-huh. We can talk about why that's we can kind of flesh out why that's interesting because it caught me as interesting but I can't really think why okay um so they pick journalists and then they're supposed to go over um the the laws almost as like if they were like a prosecuting attorney Mm -hmm. um and think of like okay does is that decision upholding um, Facebook's values, and then gives their decision back to Facebook. Okay, and so the with they of the eighteen, every case gets five. They pick five at random, but one has to be from the host country in which the complaint originated from. Okay, so when Trump filed a motion to Facebook to to take away his suspension, mm-hmm. um, the the panel we don't know who they they don't make public who the five people are so they can't be petitioned i love that so they can't be petitioned because i know
0: trump's
1: like Oust the five
2: yeah figure First. out who the five are <laughs> yeah. yeah and then trying to like grease their palms right. right um or get them targeted yeah yeah um to try to influence it in some way so anyway they i found that just absolutely fascinating that they've set themselves up almost in a way of like an appellate body and mm-hmm. Like, Facebook is this private entity that exists above and beyond the nation state, yes. right? And they've created within themselves almost a quasi-government with oh. an appellate body of, like, an executive in, in Zuckerberg. His board is, like, the Congress. Now you've got, like, a Supreme Court, an appellate body right. that is that is a separate uh, entity in ruling and of itself. Ruling on the laws of l- Facebook. Uh, ruling on the laws of Facebook, governing a space that is essentially ungoverned by by the state, mm-hmm. by the by the, by the um the the traditional structure of that we that we see power and authority, mm-hmm. and now you've got these companies acting like governments. Above the state, mm-hmm. and I find that absolutely fascinating.
1: Above the state or outside, the outside, scene? outside the okay. state, outside yeah. the state, yeah. not above the state, but outside yes. of the state. Yeah. So
2: outside of the state's purview, because everything we've grown up with, like we've been cultured and like we've been cultured in this, like the nation state is the supreme right, like power mm-hmm. over us, right? There, it is the nation state. The nation state decides everything. The mm-hmm. nation state decides everything pretty much. Um, And we're we're a world of 209 different nation states. Right. And sovereignty and all that kind of stuff. But now you've got these multinational corporations, especially with Facebook Facebook has created all of this space in which we all interact in. Mm -hmm. And and we've talked at length about where those parameters are and what what kind of role does the state have. Mm -hmm. And now you've got these companies setting up their own forms of governance Mm -hmm. within that. And who gives that... And now there's this dichotomy of like, well, do they have that ability to f- act like a government, and does the state? come? And I find it interesting that the someone like Trump and his supporter and their and his supporters, which constantly question the over the the nature of power that is given to the state, mm-hmm. now wanting that state to govern. Yes. A a private entity's ability that's, to govern its own space. That's my biggest criticism so, of all of it. Anyway, I just find that. I just find one of the arguments fascinating, but the fact that these quasi governments, because I've had, I've made this argument a lot about private security. Mm -hmm. I find it odd that even like domestically, Mm -hmm. you can hire a company of guys who dress in full like law enforcement gear with plate carriers and and armed like armed with live ammunition Mm -hmm. going around and basically being security. I find that odd because we give. We give the monopoly on the use of force to the government mm-hmm. outside of specific self-defense um, stuff with the Second Amendment. I just find it like I find private security to be odd, especially and then also in the international sphere. Like a lot of countries are like um, third-world countries in Africa are hiring uh, are hiring private security companies like uh, Triple Canopy to come in and be basically the, the army for the government, and then. It that has really alienated the populations from their government because they're seeing a bunch of white white faces mm-hmm. foreigners coming in with guns and trying to do the government's business, and that's mm. really that's really causing a lot of strife between po- the populations and the governments in the in thir- and the in and, 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 and developing world in Africa, right? And so now you've got you've got all of these things out working outside the purview of the state, and I'm wondering is the the codification of these hard rigid boundaries in the it's making me ask these more fundamental questions: Is this the nation state being weakened by the more globalized technology that we have today? Both in this, both in the security and the use of force, but then also in the ability to uh, govern space in terms of digital space. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, land space is pretty much that's a monopoly by the by the government. Yeah, but this new created digital space, yeah, government has very little authority in. Mm-hmm. And now you've got certain groups trying to assert its, assert the state's authority into that space, so it's just it's fascinating watching all of this happen in real yeah. time, and all of that maybe uh, what seem, something, something seemingly as stupid as Trump trying to get back on Facebook mm-hmm. brings up all of these greater questions f- questions right so that's where my head's that's where my head's been at
1: I guess he's losing a ton of money from advertising and all that. Really, by not being on Facebook, which I think is—he's well, starting weird. his own platform. That's what I saw. Yeah, yeah.
2: He's not allowing. Interestingly enough, he's not allowing anybody to have a. There's no comment uh, tool, mm-hmm. so nobody can interact with it. It's just his messaging. That's terrifying. On his on his blog, so nobody can post anything. Uh, in, like, so in support or not That's genius There can't be any sort of interaction That's with his, genius with his posts.
1: Because the post is just putting the information out there mm-hmm. Naturally the news Outlets are all going to pick it up They're all going to put their opinions Out there about it But really all you're doing now is talking about Trump mm-hmm. Whereas If you wanted to have an opinion about it You could go to the space, comment on it And leave it alone You've read the source You've made your you've said your piece and now you can leave it alone. Now you're seeing other people commenting on him, but I guess I'm thinking about this, this, this whole process of like going and commenting on it being like, you're a moron or yeah, you're awesome. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then leaving it at that. But now because he's cut that out, you're relying on other people to tell you what it says, what he really means, what the real implications are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, maybe you should just go back on Facebook too. <laughs> <laughs> Just demonetize them. I don't know. Um, yeah, I couldn't help but think that whole time you're talking. It reflects back to when we were having this conversation of who governs that and how is that social media space governed? And it is interesting that they're choosing like to govern themselves and structure themselves in a way that a government would. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but again, where's that line between state influence and private entity autonomy Mm
2: -hmm. yeah in terms of a multinational Mm -hmm. corporation that exists outside the purview of any one nation state
1: i mean what are they going to do ban facebook
2: you can't really ban it
1: yeah that's what i'm saying yeah (laughs) you can't so then what that's scary, kind of, dude. Like
2: the EU has, like the EU has tried to do certain things with tech companies. Mm-hmm. Um, the United States has tried to do things with tech companies, but they can just because they exist outside of the nation yeah. state. Really, this space is outside of the nation state, unless you got a comp- a country like China, which has, which own yes. and they own the telecommunic, they t- own telecommunications. Yeah, that is a state run entity. So they 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 own the access to the internet and and can block it off outside of that there really isn't any way to yeah. do it, yeah
1: because is that is that a consequence of freedom of speech
2: yeah, I mean it is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a downside. Yeah. There, I mean, there is gives and takes. Yeah. Right. I mean, we see that all. Anything. Yeah. Liberty versus security.
1: So it's the ultimate dichotomy. This is kind of switching gears on um, to more of a social media's, but there's somebody very close to me that I know who recently discovered YouTube and TikTok, mm. and since their discovery of the information on YouTube and TikTok, I am slowly seeing this dial turn. Into conspiracy theorists.
2: Mm. Mm. That's scary.
1: It is scary. But it's also without these influences on these social media platforms, there's logic and there's critical thinking. And now you take those attributes that this individual has and you introduce YouTube and TikTok. And now they're looking at the stuff like fact. Like, oh. Is all a pedophile ring?
0: Mm, like, they're going
1: cute. They haven't said that, but you can. You I'm can, getting they've, hints.
0: They've made references. I'm getting hints. They're nibbling of like, around the edges. Yes. Of yeah.
1: And if you're nibbling around the edges of these conspiracies, mm-hmm. what's stop, what's to stop you from diving all in?
2: Well, they probably have already dived all in. Already dove in. Yeah. They just. It's they know saying it out loud in certain circles is outside yes. the Overton window. So they've already mentally they've already made that jump. Yes, they're just they're only unveiling what they think is socially acceptable to actually say, in yes. in the given area that they're in. If yes. they were in in a more secluded, I don't know who this person is, but yeah. if they were in a more secluded uh, environment where, of like-minded people, I yeah. guarantee you, you would hear a lot more what they actually think.
1: Yes, think and like, oh well, I've seen this. I've seen this on the internet. I saw this on the internet. I saw mm-hmm. this on the internet, and it's like.
0: Mm.
2: Kylie and I uh, listened to a podcast it's called it's called a little bit culty is mm-hmm. the name of the podcast okay. and it was this uh, woman who was who and who was a white she was part of a white supremacist group called mm-hmm. uh, Identity Europa okay they're the main group behind the Charlottesville oh, okay. uh Unite the right protest and she got out mm-hmm. and it's like her story really really interesting. Sounds interesting but a lot of the same things it's starting with somebody just hey asking a question like what do you think like um. Just when you go out, just notice these things, mm-hmm. and then it's like when when you go out looking for something, and you can find, and you, yes. you and then you can find it if you're looking, if you're yes. look, if you're looking hard enough for something, you can find it, and then that starts. Val- and then you just start like it, it, and it's, it's fucked up. it's a slow process. It's yeah. fucked up things. Like, Shit, that's stupid. Start
1: counting black people. It's like what? <laughs> Instead of like go and start looking at the diversity in your community and the celebration of that diversity. Mm-hmm. Why don't you direct people to do stuff like that? Yeah, which I'm not even going to get on the fact of uh, critical race theory and this whole debate in school.
2: Oh God, that's, that's we got to talk about that. At some we point. do have
1: to talk about that because it's pissing me off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just instead of directing or influencing people to look at such weighted things, mm-hmm. let's look at celebratory things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that weird? Is that is that too hippie ish?
2: No, I, I I took the sub, my second viewing through Jojo Rabbit made mm. me really pick up on something and that was when uh his mom uh scarlett johansson's character was talking about like w- getting back to celebrating the fun things in life dancing yes. dancing and um you know falling in love yes. and enjoying each other mm-hmm. right enjoying summer nights out yes. riding bikes and jojo's like people who like um people who have time to dance don't have jobs and that's what that's what he throws back at his mom yeah. and she's like you're too young to think like that. But it is true like we spend so much time thinking about these negative yeah. awful things and it's just like enjoy the good things. Yeah. Stop yeah. and enjoy the good things in life.
1: Yeah. I um that's that's beautiful. That's well said. And I think it's true. I mean we do. There's a lot of good in our lives that we just need to just <sighs> Things get hard. Mm-hmm. Things get hard and it's hard sometimes to like check yourself back into like recognizing like how good things can be. But just a simple example of the the trauma and hardships that Lovely has had.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yesterday we had a, a, a blowout for about an hour. I had to step away and call, call home and talk to um, Jen and Lovely and kind of try to work through it. We did not end on a – on a positive note, it, we, it ended like we were still like sh- not being able to talk to and communicate effectively. But then at the end of the night, Jen sends me a video right outside the bathroom door while Lovely's showering. And it, it's just hearing her sing. And it's like, I waited my whole life for that. Mm-hmm. I waited for my whole life for... Just to have a little person singing the music I'm into. She sings Blink One Eighty Two now, and I'm just like, "Holy crap!" So as hard as it gets, which song
2: was she singing? (laughs) uh,
1: She sings stuff from the new album. Um, What is that one? I don't really like myself without you.
0: Oh, dark side. Oh, I um.
1: Something about I really hate myself without you or something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. What, I know exactly. It actually actually put on the radio. I know exactly. Oh, what really? I mm-hmm.
1: um, what I found, though, is she, she likes that, that new Blink stuff. Okay. Yeah, the newer stuff, um, which bums me out because I hate Matt.
2: <laughs> um, oh, Shipka?
1: He's good at Skiba, dude. Oh, it's Skiba? Yeah. Oh. S K I B A,
2: Skiba. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, I really wish I hated you. Um, and then the other one is Dark Side. Okay. Um, Dark and Side. Happy Days. I like
2: Dark Side. Yeah, me too. I thought Happy Happy Days is on um California. California. No. No. Okay. Um,
1: but then on uh California, you know, she likes California. She likes San Diego. Like the really catchy mm-hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but like, listen, somebody. CJ's brother, Matt, reached out to Jenny. I hope this is okay that I share this. And was just like, giving Jen a little bit of a pat on the back for her parenting and for our parenting. And Jen was like, that's really nice to hear because you wouldn't wouldn't believe how often we are told we're not good parents. And obviously, that's coming from somebody who's struggling. Mm -hmm. She doesn't mean it. We know she doesn't mean it. But so things are hard they're not easy but then when i get to hear her little voice singing blink 182 it's celebrating those little things Mm -hmm. celebrating those little victories and this is just in my little microcosm of an example but outside of that circle the further i look there's so much to celebrate with friends family the future and i just i think that's a great point we got to do that more
0: yeah for sure